This is a podcast from Minute Media. Oh, <laughs> it would be a wolf, but I. Good evening, one and all. It is your host, Little Dan, and tonight I've got with me, Gully. How are things, my friend? Things are good, mate. How are you? Shattered, deflated, but I'm ready for a good cup run. Deflate? What's going on? I'm deflated? I'm still not I know, I know you, you're on the sensible side of things, but <laughs> for me, personally... And I hated using Bournemouth as a reference. Bournemouth, at the moment, are one point off the automatic promotion places. And they've just spent the most in the championship in the, in the January transfer window because they've seen an opportunity to make big money. And they've spent a little bit of money trying to get there. And I just feel like we've missed the boat a little bit, trying to be a bit... I'm not saying we had to buy Mbappe or anyone like that. But with Adama going... I still think you have to bolster the squad because we've, we've exited that window weaker than we started. You know, I I hear you, yeah, because a lot of teams do it. Um, we would, we've done it in the past where we've been in that position on a January transfer window, able to go and fight for promotion. Um, I think it was Christoph Berra, uh, the one year we got promoted, Benica Fobi the other year. And... I think there's a big difference between the level of player you can find that's going to bump you over the line to get promoted and the level of player you're going to find that's going to bump you to get you into a European slot in the Premier League. And regardless of how much money you spend, there's just more of the, you know, Bournemouth can sign a player. I think um, Newcastle signed like Daryl Murphy one year, you know, proven championship player, was going to get you goals at that level. But did he ever even get a crack at the Premier League with them? I'm not even sure. So it was literally a needs must signing at the time. And who cares uh, thereafter, really, once they're promoted? Yeah, it's just um, I'm just a bit deflated. Like like you mentioned, um, we've signed players like Benica Fobe, Christoph Bear. I mean, you can even daftly say Carl Reid scored two important goals a year. We got promoted. Just I just felt like we needed a bit more bodies. I know we've got players coming back, Neto, Johnny, Mosquera, but you still can't guarantee they're going to be the players that they were before their injuries, can you? You can't guarantee it. No, of course not. Um, and it will take a little bit of time to get them up to speed, but we have a whole body of medics and sports scientists and physios that are paid to make sure that they do reach those levels. And... If they're putting a time scale of what was it four to five weeks probably before they're ready for first team action, then realistically, I don't think that's too long to wait to expect them to you know to then feel the need to make a signing instead. If you see what I mean? Yeah, obviously this transfer window we haven't done nothing. 
We've signed Portuguese winger uh, Chiquinho. That Wolves have done a PR spinner and used the option of triggering the uh, the permanent signing of Huang. Uh, just want to say congratulations to Huang and South Korea. They completed uh, their qualification, finishing. Uh, they could still finish top of their group, but they're currently second after a 2-0 win away to Syria last night. What did you make to the, the Huang go signing, if you will? I I mean, it doesn't really change much for us, does it? It It's a situation where we had the option in the summer. I don't know why we didn't really wait until the summer to actually exercise it, but from what they Was there any coincidence... Was there any coincidence that the day they announced the Huang swat, the Huang signing, Adama goes the day after? Perhaps not. Perhaps not. And yeah, you could you could make it out to be some kind of PX, PR exercise, but the likelihood of Adama going was relatively high, I think. Uh, anyway, uh, whether it be Spurs, whether it be Barcelona, so I don't think that was ever going to be a pill that Wolves fans were happy to swallow regardless of what they decided about Huang. And the jury is still out on Huang, I think. We've had so, the discussion over Huang a few times, like haven't we, in regards to it. He started well with goals, but he does drift in and out of games quite regularly. Yeah, he's not a surefire, absolute, bona fide, you know, quality, quality player that's going to improve our team. I think at, at this point in time, I think he's got useful tools that Bruno can take advantage of to to coach um, into a, a better Premier League standard player. But I think he's got a bit of a way to go yet, um, despite that knack for scoring goals, which none of them, the rest seem to have. So, so it is useful for sure. Where, where do you stand on the um, negativity mindset that there's a possibility that Adama could come back in the summer? <laughs> I don't know. He's left it hanging, hasn't he? Because he's not he's not said his goodbyes um on social media or anything, has he? So maybe he was advised not to, um in the case that obviously it was an option to purchase and not an obligation. Barcelona have since come out and said they would they will be looking to exercise that option, but you don't know what's gonna happen. He could end up, you know, breaking his leg on his debut and um you know it's it's not worthy of any transaction uh, being made. With, with him missing so much football over the next six to 12 months or something. I personally think it's, it's, it is a formality because he's going to play well and he's going to you know, succeed over there. So, yeah, I, I've, I've kind of said bye to him in my head anyway. He's going to absolutely demolish that league, isn't he? I think even Aubameyang is going to go in the... hit a bit of a spree with goals now with that sort of service that Adama will provide in that league because the full-backs in the... In the top half of the league there's only sort of two three four that are standard top level left backs isn't there well don't rule out Luke de Jong as well because uh, he, he's the oh yeah he'll fry when Adama's crosses that lump but, yeah but I just think for a start he won't get kicked from pillar to post like he does you know in the Premier League and it's 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 a simple fact that he gets stopped in his tracks so often by unfair means that you know, it's it's always going to be a caveat to any of his performances, but the athleticism that he shows in the Premier League will take him a lot further in the Spanish League, I think, 100%. But 
we'll see. Uh, I don't know. Aubameyang, I, I didn't th- I didn't see the value in signing someone like him personally. He'll score goals. He's not a a player who I've ever thought of as being a, like team enhancing. I th- I've always thought, you know, even Lacazette was a better option for Arsenal up top. Um, because he gives you more to the side. Players like Smith-Rowe, Saka seem to thrive in his presence, but not necessarily in Aubameyang's, despite the fact he scores goals. Never been that impressed with him, to be honest. Do you, do you see any sort of financial wrangling in this deal with Adama to contribute to Walsall in Trinkare in the summer? Uh, yeah, I think we, we alluded to this on the, on the stream on Monday, um, where... We are in bed with Barcelona at this point. There's some back scratching going on. I think Barca have become in their need to move players out as quickly as possible. They've been, um, how would you say, uh, become quite an attractive proposition to George Mendes, who has been able to take advantage of that and probably make a hell of a lot of money out of transactions. Um, you know, he's the master of the of the deal, isn't he? So. The Trincao future, depending on how he does, uh, ultimately, I still don't. I still don't think um, it's a, it's going to be a decision that we won't make on on our you know on our own behalf. It's, it's still going to be a decision that we make off the back of performances. But yeah, there's clearly going to be you know a few handshakes maybe going on there that allows the accountants to be quite creative as they need to be with Barcelona at the moment. We all woke up this morning to see that uh, our Mexican sensation, Raul Jimenez, was back in the goal-scoring charts for his nation, uh, scoring 1-0 uh, from the penalty spot to beat Panama. The comment that tickled me today was from at Arch Bell on Twitter, who said he's got onions the size of Saturn when it comes to scoring penalties. But uh, from some of the Twitter followers that I came across at Spicy Mexi. Uh, Raul Jimenez playing like he wants Tata Martino, fired by midnight. Uh, his performance wasn't overly um, appreciated by the Mexicans last night. Did you see much of it? Uh, what did you make of his penalty? How does he make it look so easy? But the one penalty we need him to <laughs> score, yeah, Bono yeah. saves it. Freaking Bono. Um, I, I, I didn't watch a game, I'll be honest, but Raul Back to that conundrum, isn't it? Where prior to the international break and prior to um, the Brentford game, where obviously he was injured, we're still on and iron about his performance levels, aren't we? And uh, if he's not necessarily going to tear it up at international level, where he's playing against Panamanian defenders, um, it doesn't fill you too much hope that he's going to come back um, refreshed and ready to get back on the goal-scoring trail for us because we need him to pick his uh, his levels up and we need him to start scoring goals. Like it's, it's as simple as that and it's fair to make that claim that he's just not doing enough at the moment. Are you talking in regards to energy levels or just sort of gameplay, game management? No, I don't, I don't see him as as being, you know, lethargic or anything. I, th- I, I, I think he's trying a bit too hard to be the central cog to everything um at the moment i think you you notice it when fabio plays fabio silver that he doesn't necessarily get involved in the play until he needs to 
um, which I think is a really important trait. I've always, always hated forwards, you know, even like flipping Sunday league level, who want the ball at every single opportunity because, yes, it's it's a good trait to have to want the ball and to be brave, but you don't need to receive it every single time. Like it, it's 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 actually quite detrimental at times to receive a pass in areas of the pitch where you're not going to have an it's impact or you're going to lose the ball or it's not going to, you know, result in him having a chance at goal even. Like, stay higher up the pitch, I think, sometimes. Be a threat in behind the defence. You don't need to come towards the ball every single time. Uh, Christopher Rogers in the comments section has just asked a good question. Looking towards the summer, would you rather have a big-name signing? He's mentioned Mbappe. Let's just be a bit realistic. A big-name signing, like a Renato Sanchez or a few squad rotation players? I think... Bottom line, um, we need to improve the starting lineup. That's that's it for me. Um, you know, you can kind of create that pyramid effect where someone can, comes in over the top and those players filter down into squad players thereafter because they've been kind of usurped by the talent that's come into the club. Um, players like you know, and and you know, regardless of how well he's playing at the moment, we can't expect him to do it forever. But Matinho be, becoming a really useful squad option in the next year to 18 months is perf- is a perfect scenario if you can bring in the kind of player who's going to replicate his performance levels and perhaps even better them. So, as I said, uh, Mexico beat Panama 1-0 last night. They're currently uh, third in their World Cup qualifying uh, table, joint on points with the USA. You'd think that's pretty much uh, them through, but They've still got a couple of tough games to come to to properly seal it. But then you look at sort of Canada, Mexico, South Korea. We may have quite a few players at Qatar 22 with the likes of sort of Huang Jimenez, Theo Corbiano, if he carries on his former Milton Keynes Dons, regardless of like the likes of the, the Portuguese contingent and Connor Cody for for England. Quite a, an exciting period to look forward to this uh, World Cup coming up. Yeah, it's, it's, it's slightly conflicting because... You know, the whole rigmarole around the Qatar World Cup isn't exactly uh, one you want to feel too positively about um, with the the deaths that are going on within construction uh, around the stadiums. The fact that they got the World Cup in the first place feels farcical. Um, but like you say, it, it could be an exciting one for Wolves fans in particular, um, just because we'll have so many players to to watch and, and, um, and cheer on for in, in, in many different guises. But I did just want to point out very quickly, Dan, that um, the shit have actually just appointed Steve Bruce as their manager. I mean, it, yeah, it's been it's been widely reported as in the last sort of forty eight hours. I'm I'm ecstatic to a degree, but there's still a bit of sort of disappointment because it'll probably get him promoted, won't it? I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how good their squad is uh, relative to the rest of the league. Uh, from what I've seen, I mean, uh, I'm. Fortunately, unfortunately, um, very closely tied to a number of West Brom fans because um, my mum's entire family are all season ticket holders and stuff. And we're at a family event at the weekend. and They basically told me that it is the worst standard of championship that they've ever seen. And they've spent plenty of time in there over the last 10, 15 years, as we know. Um, So for them to then fail as well at, at this point, which is what they are doing, um, goes to show how how far they've kind of fallen, having got relegated and not really lost any players, like to speak of. Say, Mateus Pereira was one that one that left, but 
yeah, Steve Bruce, it's he's always going to get hold of a job, isn't he, one way or another. And I, I really don't want him to succeed, partly because it's West Brom, but partly just because that tried and tested, you know, same old jobs for the boys kind of mentality. I, I, I'm not a fan of it. It just, it just doesn't sit well with me that there's just a cycle of managers that are going to get the same old jobs all the time. I mean, you, you, you mentioned there about sort of the old boys getting the same jobs. Mick McCarthy's been lined up to take over Sunderland this week alongside, uh, I think, Roy Keane's one of the other favourites for the job. It's interesting uh, situation. I think that should make them fight fight to the death to to uh, to get the job, maybe. <sighs> I wouldn't. I mean, I know Mick McCarthy ain't, as, uh, ain't no spring chicken, but I still reckon he packs a punch. Probably, yeah. Oh, yeah. He wouldn't give any shit. You, you know, like th- that nose has been broken so many times. He ain't. He ain't going down off a broken nose or um, no. you know, retiring on it's, the stool, is he? It's so bent. It's probably almost difficult to break now. You know, to a certain extent. But yeah, like even Roy Keane, he's been out of work for so long. Why is he now walking into a job? It just, it just feels. Strange. We're out of work from a a top job perspective. I know he's done assistant manager roles with like Ireland and um, Villa, but what well, I don't see the attraction. I really don't. We all know his persona, his personality. Um, why isn't a young manager, um, you know, who's doing well at another club, getting getting looked at? But I, might, I guess they've, they've tried that as well, haven't they? Yeah, this seems like there's just no cohesion, a lot of panic going on at Sunderland, getting beat six nil away. At- Bolton last weekend. Danny, Danny, Danny Barr had a nightmare debut, oh, didn't man. he? And obviously yeah. that was the, the catalyst which got Lee Johnson the sack. But let's get back to Wolves. This weekend, Saturday, 3pm, at home to Norwich in the FA Cup. Dean Smith, they've had a little bit of decent form in, in recent weeks. Obviously the 3-0 win away at Watford, which cost Ranieri this, uh, his job, was massive in their terms for keeping in the race to stay up this season. Do you think that win may come a, come as a benefit to us where they might have their eye more on the league now? I, I mean, in theory, they, they shouldn't be a priority for them. Um, but with every team having had a bit of a break, uh, I guess fixture congestion isn't quite at the forefront of everybody's minds right now. But there he is, the prodigal son. Oh, yes. Um, Hot list today. Carry on. Different hoodie, sorry. Yeah. Was that? Oh. I'm keeping it down now, so. You sure? Yeah. He's we'll had his ass bar removed, so he's had the hoodies down today. <laughs> <laughs> Got um, a lovely Wolves badge haircut at the moment, Stu, just the way that oh, little, yeah. just little... the receding bit at the bottom comes down. It's like latter-day Steve Bull this is getting to. It's proper bully yeah. cut, that is. Yeah. Um, we were yeah, talking I, about I, Norwich, Stu, when, just before you came on. Yeah, so carry on. I just think that there's no reason for them to necessarily weaken their lineup or anything like that. Um, motivation might be slightly down compared to a league game, but they're all probably fighting for their positions within the side as well, aren't they? So, um, you know, and Josh Sargent is on one or Screech, is it? Or, yeah. <laughs> What's your thoughts on Norwich heading to the game, Stu? I mean, I'd like to think that we'd, we're all thinking that it's a game that we, we should be winning, but, it's still the FA Cup, you never know what's going to happen. I think, well, if it wasn't him in charge, I don't think they'd be bothered, to be honest. But he's got a bit of a, a bit under his bonnet against the say after his uh, 
past endeavours. So I think they'll go pretty strong, sadly. I mean, I'd, I'd like them to put a week inside it and we absolutely batter them, um, which would be hilarious. But no, I, I think they'll take it semi-seriously as well. I mean, when they're going to, they're not going to be playing any more games than we are, are they? So, and they ain't playing catch up like Burnley. So, what's the point in weakening the side when they, the, I mean, the, the state that they're in, winning games breeds confidence, don't it? So, you think that, like Gilly said, they've got a point to prove, all of them. So, whoever whoever's in there is not going to be swanning around like the work would would have been under Farker. So, I don't think it's going to be as easy as people think it is. No, I, I did look at our um, historical head-to-head, and we've only played each other three times in the FA Cup in in the history of football. We've won two, and the other one was a, a one-all draw. So hopefully that uh, run continues. But we usually do play well against Norwich at home, and it's, it's been quite a few years since we got beat at home by Norwich. I think maybe like you and Robert just playing last time. No, sorry, Cameron Jerome scored a few years back, didn't he? But we have got a good run against Norwich at home. Yeah, was, wasn't there wasn't there a game where like Ebanks Blake and Carl Court traded hat tricks or something like that? <laughs> that was the season we got promoted, and Ebanks Blake got a hat trick. They weren't like amazing finishes, but I literally remember singing in the in the South Bank, "He's why we're going up," because we were absolutely dog shit that night, and he still got, yeah. got an hat trick. We were terrible. Yeah, it's... obviously you you pair him as um, well. Stu's definitely older than me, and Gully's. I've got a couple of years on Gully. And sort of the, the FA Cup runs that we've had in in our lifetime. What sort of FA Cup games stand out for you in regards to bad bad FA Cup games? Uh, we could both well we can all look towards that three uh, 0 at home to the Albion with a pie in the point, but don't want to touch on that for too long. What sort of games stand out for you for defeats? For years, it was always a case of we know it's going to happen, so they all kind of blended into one. Um, more the more the Carabao than the FA Cup. Um, there's, I can't think of any off the top of my head that, are, apart from the that game, that are like, like cruelly bad. We, we, Stu, 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 you've been you've seen a lot more home and away games uh, for Wolves than probably me and Gully, in, like consecutively or whatever. But have we ever been beaten by a a lower league side? Yeah, from Chorley, I mean, like a really like a a, a, re- a game that we really should have been winning, but we just, what you know, it was a proper FA Cup upset. Well, yes, uh, Solbakken's last game, Luton were in Luton the conference. Luton was in the same division, though, weren't they? No, they're, no, in, the they're in the conference. Andre Gray was really? playing, from, I think, from what I remember. Yeah, yeah, they were in the conference and we were in the in the championship. Yeah, I didn't and it was that bad of a defeat. To they be bastard us. The the players' and, damn tools. Yeah, well, he got yeah. applauded off the pitch. The, 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 it was the players who got booed off that day. I mean, the, the, the away fans hadn't turned against him, and it, but it was you ain't going to sack twenty five wasters, am you? <laughs> uh. So then we ended up with Saunders, which is worse. But yeah, there was that was a that was a bad night. But I mean, we got we got stuck there as well. We didn't get home until about eleven o'clock, and um, yeah, it was it's never. I, mean, I know Blake's all excited about possibly going there because it's like a tradi- it's traditional old ground. But if they get promoted in that dump, I swear to God, they can't play. They'll have to play somewhere else. They'll have to play at Watford, surely. Is there any goals in the FA Cup against Wolves that sort of stand out? Was uh, it? 
Was the there was that game where Palace scored like three absolute screamers? Was that in the cup at Molyneux? Like, um, it, it was. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't. I know which one you're referring to, but I'm. I'm on about mid nineties. Um, Chris Armstrong, maybe. Uh, I've got him right yes. here, Gully. There we go. I mean, it's just these goals. Just, I mean, I know like Crystal Palace literally just lumping balls into the box here. John Sulaco long throws. I mean, we've met Ian Day. We look like Van Basten <laughs> there. It's ridiculous. You've got Darren Pitcher here, volume one. Like this is ridiculous. Jesus. Mike Stoll that, that night was absolutely pillaged. I mean, this one, Chris Armstrong smashes one in the stanchion and you just think... Stuck up there. You, this <laughs> We were a good team in the Championship that season and Palace was only sort of mid-table in the, in the Prem and you you think, bloody hell, if we do, we do get promoted, we need to spend massive. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that, that game. For, more for the stanchion thing as well, but now watching them goals back, I was thinking... Because that it was almost like that Southampton game, wasn't it? Whether they didn't have that many shots, but the what they did, yeah, yeah, it yeah. was like that. Saganowski just absolutely on fire that day. I, oh, you got to bring back those drop net goals, though, haven't you? Man? But like, it's just so <laughs> bring the so good to back. watch. So good to watch that. Well, that's a reason to go to Luton, I suppose. <laughs> any? Oh, any they've probably got those really them. really shallow ones, like they had at the Dell. Like, yeah. The ball can barely go over the line because it's so close to the the advertising hoard. <laughs> he touches the back of the boards when he goes in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any other goals that stand out for you? There against was one, us. Um, again, Southampton away when we queued up overnight. Um, Two thousand and Chris Marston was it by any chance? Yeah. Oh yeah. And we had a good. That was the year. We had that such a good one. That Newcastle. Year. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're all well. we're all proper up for the cup that year, and then oh, Southampton away. We've never been there before at St Mary's. Queued up overnight in the uh, in the old North Bank, and then he started Keith Andrews, I think, in central midfield, and everyone was just pissed off. It was it's, it's bonkers, like you said. We had we had such a good run. We beat Newcastle, we beat Leicester. Who I think was they there was either in the Premiership or there was in the promotion race. No, they, the they got promoted with us. That, yeah, that we, we beat them like did we beat them four one in the four. FA Cup. Georgian Dar scored a couple of crackers. He went on one of his cracking Georgian Dar yeah. runs. I remember we beat Rochdale in like the fifth or the sixth round because I remember Paul, it was like Paul Simpson was their player manager. I think from what I remember. I, I remember it was one of my first times where I spotted myself on Sky Television. In if you if you look through the nets to a, bit, a little bit towards the right, you can see my little head. I remember thinking, <laughs> "Wow, I'm on Sky TV. Wow." <laughs> the only time I, I was ever on match of the day was when we um. When we were four nil, was it four nil down at Swansea when we were already relegated? Were you four all? Yeah, was there with our ironic cheers? Um, and it zoomed in on us. That was that. That was the night when we um, we'd gone to this pub somewhere in the middle of nowhere where we'd gone on a minibus the year before, and um, my brother's mate was. It was the first time he'd ever seen a peacock. And he he was enthralled by it. He was like chasing it around the pub garden. He's like, he he couldn't believe that it existed. <laughs> this is the exoticness of what why West Brom really want to get to Europe because they'll never yeah. see peacocks. <laughs> was it um was it fanning its uh, its tail by any chance? <laughs> it got excited. Yeah, did <laughs> it? No way. That's a that's apparently that's a really rare thing to see. Like, yeah, and I don't, I don't think he was like a homosexual peacock. I don't, I don't think he was just. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it was either being, it was either scared or it was it was doing it for other reasons. 
Hungry like the wolf in the comments section. Love beating Norwich. My cousin is a fan of them and he's best mates with Ian Culverhouse. I mean, Ian Culverhouse of the, the, the talk sport uh, world. We should, have, we should a, have a game one day, shouldn't we? Should, yeah, I still don't get the rules, but I'm willing to give it a go. They're on the website, day. mate. They're on the website. Yeah, but I, I tried reading it. Gully just went over my head. Just, I'll, I'll, I'll happily ra- name random footballers to, to, to oblivion, but if there's rules to it, then... Uh, yeah, he said, I even wore my walls mask to my aunt's funeral last year. Condolences on the funeral, the loss of your family member, but great use of the walls um, face mask. Guys, keep going back to the game on Saturday. We've recently, in the last couple of days, uh, had a collaboration with Forza Football. If Hopefully, if people have seen it out there, it's a nice little app similar to the, the Sky Sports Score Centre and, and Live Score you can get sort of reminders when your team's playing instant lineups, goals as soon as they go in, any sort of uh, moments within the game, whether it's uh, substitutions, red cards, half-time result, full-time result. You can get catch up with the latest league table as soon as goals go in, uh, upcoming fixtures. February is a huge month, isn't it? I mean, we all want to do well in the Cup, but this month is really going to set us up for the rest of the season, isn't it? With 18 players as well. It's, um, it's, it's a, nothing a, new, Stu. It's nothing new. It's basically, it's 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 Europa football again. And look yeah. what happened when we went to Besiktas and Man City. Um, um, the uh, the double Arsenal thing. I mean, I, I'll put a, a tweet out to uh, Duncan Alexandro. That it, it has to be the first and only time ever that a team has played another team twice in the same month on a Thursday. Has yeah. To. Yeah, 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 I don't. I mean, the the initial Thursday coming next week. I don't understand why it is that date, Stu. You'll probably tell me why. But why is it Thursday know. night? No idea, Stu. It's you meant to know Amazon things? Prime, isn't it? Is it? For, is, is it a it? Prime game? Uh, no, no. The first one was. The yeah, first I think one. this this rearranged one's been put on the, Amazon as well. Christmas, yeah. So the one the one that was Christmas yeah. periods, yeah, that was on Amazon. But this yeah. one was always going to be a Thursday night, apparently. The home game. Is it on? It can't be on Sky, can it? Nothing. Them definitely buy no. off on Amazon. I've no idea it's what it's live Thursday. checking. Uh, yeah. Next Maybe Thursday. To choose... Yeah. Next Thursday we're on Amazon, and then the twenty fourth we're on Amazon. Maybe the Amazon have got a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday week of games, maybe or something. Another. Another great process within the Forza Football app is you can get the latest team news from either your from either your side and the current uh, the next opposition. Uh, Norwich there have got Lucas Rupp and Matthias Norman out. According to that, uh, Willie Bolly was ret- uh, seen back at Compton on running out on the field today. Uh, Johnny Otro is uh, maybe a possibility for the weekend. We'll come to that in a few minutes. And uh, Hwangi Chan and Pedro Neto can't be far off now. Uh, our Illustrious leader Richard Hobbs has uh, predicted his lineup for Saturday's game. Uh, Keanu Hover in at right wing back, and uh, Chiquinho and Fabio starting up front in a three with Daniel Powdens. What do you make to Richard's prediction there, guys? I think it's pretty spot on. Apart from I, I would have expected Neves instead of Matinho. Um but again, it's, it's either or for this game, ain't really. I mean, I'm glad that you used that picture of Richard on the other one. I thought we already had a picture of Richard could have used. It it was a possibility, but I I wasn't able to um, process it in time to get it on on the internet. Just to to clarify, next week is on BT. It's a BT midweek um, thing. So Uh, they've got Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. That's why we're on that. But the one after is on Amazon Prime. 
any other changes that you think could be made? You mentioned Nevis there starting. Do you think uh, Samado could start again at right wing back like he did against Sheffield United? I think because we haven't played a game for a couple of weeks, I think he goes as strong as he as he wants. Um, like I see Samado starting personally. I see, yeah, maybe Fabio ahead of Raul, but um, Trincao, I, I would I would guess will come in um, instead of well. Instead of Chiquinho. Um, I, Did I mean, either I, of we, you guys see Chiquinho play in the under-23s on YouTube? Yeah, no. yeah, I watched a bit of it. I watched a bit of it. Um, he looked above the level, to be honest, um, which is a good sign, uh, clearly. And inventive, I think, is what you'd say about him. He's not... He's got... Um, he's not a one-trick pony by any means. He had some nice little flicks and, and interplay with, with the guys around him. Um, had a really good chance, which he should have scored. Like he, he was almost one on one, basically. Um, but he did win the free kick that led to the first goal, uh, from what I remember. So, yeah, looked promising, and hopefully he integrates himself a bit more uh, into the team. My only fear is um, if he thinks about bringing Marcel back in, <laughs> but I mean, hopefully he doesn't, and he, he stays where he is. And like I said, because we've had a week off and we need to get up to match speed quickly before the real fun kicks in. I mean, I would kind of hope for tomato and apparently Hoover would have played if he hadn't got COVID in the last round. So we'll see. It's with this. It's, I think it's either or because they're not great, are they? Uh, but ideally I would go as strong as possible, but with Ruddy, because obviously it's the rules. Those are the rules. And, uh, yeah, thanks to everyone who keeps listening, commenting. You can download the Forza Football app, either using that QR code on the screen now or via the relevant links on our social media channels. We'll have a quick break and then we'll have a little quiz, shall we? Hi, it's Richard from Wolves Fancast here. Just interrupting today's show before we get back to some question and opinions and opinionated questions to talk to you a little bit about our sponsors, Pixel Yeti Media. They are a design agency that put you and your business first from web design, logo and branding design and marketing. If you have any marketing needs, get in touch with them to find out how they can help you get it right. They are over at pixelyetimedia.com. Now let's get back to a show where we can give you some really forced wordplay, niche cultural references and maybe even a bit of football talk. Right guys, quiz this week. I'm bringing back pictures. So for the audio listeners out there, I'm afraid you're going to have to start watching the live streams on a Thursday night. The first one this week is... These are all January transfer signings, so I know you you pair had quite a bit of a discussion on this on uh, on Monday night. So try and cast your memories back. The first one is name the winger in the picture here, and I'll uh, I'll give you a couple of seconds to have a little think, and then uh, I'll give you I'll come to you first, Joe. Oh. Who's that? Name the winger. Is it? Oh. Um... Is he actually? A, is he a proper winger, or is he kind of like a ten as well? I, I, Joe, I think. I think Joe predominantly Mason? he was. He, I'll come to you, Gully. Uh, ben Marshall. The correct answer, Stu, was Ben Marshall. <gasps> there we go. Like, boy. A, like a fresh-faced Pete Doherty. He, there he is. He, he had a pretty good uh, under the cosh. If, if anybody's listened to it. Um, 
best quote was that Nuno wanted to build the team around him, um, which I found quite interesting. <laughs> but yeah, worth a listen. Right, next one. I'll come to you this time uh, first, Gully, and then we'll see if Stu can claw a point back. Name this winger. Oh Jesus! Looks a bit like That's a, a terrible quite, image. Looks like a bit of a burn victim in that pixelated <laughs> picture. But it looks a bit not, like Ribery. He's a, he's a. He does look like Pro Evolution Frank Ribery in that picture. Um, any guesses, Gully? How long ago are we talking? Oh God! Maybe he's wearing a retro Wolves top in the sale. Okay, right. So maybe not actually a retro player. Freaking hell! Uh, January signings, you say? Yeah. Oh. Do you want to jump in for a steal, Astro? I got a clue, to be honest. My first thought was James Henry, but I don't think he signed in January, did he? No. Well, this is... I'm sure he did in my research. It was oh, James Henry. Oh, really? Oh, it was right. James Henry, yeah. That that's... can't be that's that looks like an actual shirt from that time. Rather than a re... is this what is this from um Plant's book? I I don't know. I just I just searched James Henry and that's what a picture that came up. Is that the replica didn't have spawn on it. It is very misleading, him wearing a retro shirt, though, because yeah. you can't place him then when he's all pixelated. No, that was the whole point of the picture that I used, to be honest. Next one is name the former striker. Oh, is it the... Oh. Um, it's Ben's Ben's mate, VLP. Gully? No, it's, it's Benick, isn't it? Correct answer was son of God, Benickophobe. <sighs> yeah. I did use that picture because I thought them gloves might stumble a few people. Yeah, that's what, it looks like he's holding bananas. I yeah, mean, they're all strange colour. What he was playing out of there, but I don't know. He scored against the Albion last week. I know he's still sort of a bit marmite to some Wolves fans after he downed tools to join Bournemouth, but then coming back to score six goals, it gets promoted under Nuno. I still love the guy. What's, what's your opinions on Benekafobo? He's... <laughs> He had to take his chance, didn't he? I mean, he, he had a chance at Premier League football after we missed out. So it's a short career. He, he, he de- it's, it's like all of them. They've got no affinity for the place, have they? Other than the fact that they're, they're employed here. So I didn't have a problem with it, and he, it was, it made sense all round. He had, he had his chance. It didn't work, and now he's back in the Championship where he started. So, and he got them a manager sacked. So he's, <laughs> um, he's all right, wasn't he? No problem. It's- if if you think back to the time though, we just lost Sacco. Uh, Dicko then had his ligament injury. He was on his own up top. Like I'm not being funny. He was on a hard into nothing, and we weren't going anywhere as a club. So if the if the money was there and he had the opportunity, he's better off just taking the chance. And it didn't quite yeah. work out, but yeah, fair enough. Do you not think he deserved a, a crack with Wolves in the Premier League instead of Bonatini? <laughs> Yeah, we couldn't turn that two million profit in three three weeks or three days or whatever it was. I, um, I mean, I know I know he scored six six goals that back end of that. That's it. I, I've never felt like it quite worked with him in the team, though. If I'm honest, when he played, so I, wow. I didn't see Nuno really taking a chance on him as a, even a backup striker. 
Right, let's go to the next one. Former fan cast favourite of the David Evans era. Uh, is, it, is it Prince? Go I on. think I think it's is it Duckins? <laughs> Duckins Nason. The correct answer was Duckins Nason. Bloody hell! He didn't play a game for us, did he? From what I remember, no, no. I think he, he Coventry. He did all right on loan, from from what I know. But um, an interesting signing, wasn't it? Haiti, right. Haiti was it? Yeah. yeah. One last picture question. Name the winger. Oh, it's Jordan Graham. He's 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 shaved his bonds, hasn't he? Yeah. He's gone for the Stew haircut there, hasn't he? Old Jordan Graham currently at is he still at Birmingham City? Yeah, well he's oh, worked he? his way back up into the championship now because he he was down in League One, League Two, but yeah, he's still clearly still got a bit, I think. So Stu, I'm going to come to you for the next question because Gully's absolutely romped you in the picture around. This is the last question. Ten years ago tomorrow, Wolves came from behind to win 2-1 after which QPR player was sent off for grabbing Roger Johnson round the face? Oh, God. Um, I mean, anyone could have grabbed Roger Johnson round the face, to be honest. <laughs> um, I can't even think of a QPR, QPR player from that time. They had a right mishmash of players. Like, do, you, do you remember yeah. who scored that day? Obviously, we've got Matt Jarvis. Do you remember who got the other goal that day? I think it was, was it Doyle. I wanted Stu to get one right, Gully. Was it Besong? Oh, shit, sorry. It, it was Doyle. He played... He did play in that, that Sebastian game, Besong did play, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did. So Kevin he Doyle Jarvis. and Matt Jarvis after a Bobby Zamora header, but... There was a sending off by a QPR player after he grabbed Johnson round the face. Who was that QPR player? Oh, I think I remember this. Ned Manua? Gully? Was it Gibral Cisse? The correct answer was Lord Gibral Cisse. As you, as you can see there, bottom right, Stu Bassong looking like he, he's, he doesn't know what a red card is. Looks a bit startled there as Mark Clattenburg... Wafts Look at how, red. how is Sean Derry and Jubal C saying the same football team? Yeah, Joey Bobby Zamora. Bobby Zamora, adult to wrapped. And then you've got Sean <laughs> Derry, the silver fox. And probably had Clint Hill or someone like that as well, didn't they? Like, <laughs> they had a bonkers, weird, weird team. Do they have the, a Brazilian keeper as well? They had Julio uh, Cesar, didn't they, for Inter Milan, yeah. Cesar, yeah. Hungry Like the Wolf, you give Stu too much credit. Hungry Like the Wolf says, at what point does Stu realise Gully has all the answers and they're just winding him up? No. <laughs> Gully's just well, that in tune yeah. with Wolves. I won't knock his knowledge of uh, our side. Guys, three o'clock Saturday, home to Norwich. What's your score predictions? I'm going for a battering. Why not? Three nil. Gully. One else the wanderers. That's uh, that's the cliche now. I'm gonna go with Gully Stu. I think it's gonna be a one nil to the Wanderers. I think with Fab hopefully get Fabio bags the winner because I, I really want him to kick on now. We could have brought in a striker <laughs> to give Ralph some proper competition, but I think he's earned his his stay now and come the summer 
Fabio could be pushing to be leading our line. But you are forgetting, time. though. You are forgetting the, the main part of this weekend, that Bruno Lage has never had the power of the Graham Hughes stand behind him, has he? And now he will. That's true. That is true. The rumbling oh, to the foundation. Yeah. No wonder it gets. It was. It wasn't fit for purpose because it was clearly too atmospheric to handle. <laughs> um, we have all of a sudden started scoring goals, though. So yeah, who knows? We we just something like we scored three and eight in January, and we scored eight in three in February. Yeah, uh, other way around. Well, it would have been December. December, January. January. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. We've been clicking. We've been starting to cook on gas, and hopefully this Saturday. Uh, home to Norwich, three o'clock. We can put one foot in the uh, fifth round of the FA Cup. With the teams that are sort of due to go out again in this round, there's a few Premier League sides that are playing. It's starting to open up. And I think Wembley's on the horizon. What about you guys? <laughs> I, hey, I don't like the fact that... Is there, is, there a, is there a Premier League side at the moment, including Man City, that you wouldn't fancy us against because I think with the Champions League about to start up soon, Man City won't put up a, a massively strong side if we were to get them in the fifth round. Yeah, but they can still put it, their B team is still they, well, they haven't got one, but, have they? they've, they've just yeah, got like but, 25 but players. The but, game, the game with the Etihad, I don't think we were out of that game until Jimenez got sent off. Like we lost the game because we had 10 men and a fucking dodgy refereeing decision. We didn't lose the game because we were any worse than them. Which is exactly what I was just going to say. That so, even no, though I don't fear anyone, if we got if we got one of them teams at home, I wouldn't fear anyone whatsoever, just because of who we've been in the last couple of months. But ideally, you'd want to avoid them and get someone. I mean, if we carry on getting teams like this at home, then fine. I mean, there's now put all my dreams of going to somewhere new is all dashed again for another year. So. Let's not get any away draws. Let's get them all at home. Nice, easy way through. And the next round's midweek as well. So all of the lights and all the uh, the usual fireworks, well, not fireworks, flame fiascos and stuff going on. Bring it on. I, I still think avoid Man City and the Ryan team that we should be worried about. But I still think we could beat Man City in the FA Cup because Champions League's going to start up and it's just not a priority. There ain't enough money in it. He, he loves to win the Carabao Cup. He don't care about the FA Cup. He's twisted. And the Champions League, <laughs> is his, Champions League is his kryptonite at the moment, so he's going to want to get the monkey off his back. He, he can't get it off Gully. He'll have to spend another half a billion and then he'll still oh, flop right, it. We, I, think, I definitely think it's time to wrap it up now. Dad, <laughs> more bonnets, As so. always, thanks for listening to the Wolves Fancast, a part of the 90minute.com network. I'm going to push our Forza Football app one more time. Audio Jungle. Guys, thanks for listening. Hopefully, we'll be back on Sunday with a podcast where we'll be talking about Wolves in the fifth round of the FA Cup. Take care. <laughs> Who would be a Wolves fan, eh? <laughs>